You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Is this mic hot, Sid Talk? Is this mic hot? Testing? Hot? Is it hot? Um, uh, feels pretty cool to me. That's a... That's the technical term for a microphone that is switched on. It kind of like, sounded like you said, is this my cock? Is this my cock? Is this my cock? <laughs> <laughs> that I can answer, but the uh-huh. mic, I don't know. Speak into the cock. <laughs> my God. I'm going to pass on this one. <laughs> okay. Um, what was the before, the after the show discussion? Sid talk. Uh, were we discussing anything? I was... Scanning some pictures. I took of our baby Groot. We discussed how to get your after-the-show stuff posted to your after-the-show group on the Facebooks. Yes. Uh, and I took of our baby Groot. We've been married a long time. We don't have to really talk outside of the recorded conversations anymore. That, that's the only true. time we have to discuss anything is when we're recording it for the world to hear every other moment. We, we don't speak just, to each other we ever. We can be silent. <laughs> We just use sign language. So if you get at the microphone, then I'll know it's time that I am forced at that point to have a conversation with you. Okay. <laughs> Very nice. All right, so let's move on. Wait, you did not get the clue in there. If there's no microphone, that could mean that I won't be speaking. Now. Well, I put it in the cupboard and I'm still there speaking. It's right in front of me. No. I have to be speaking. It goes away after the podcast, but I still hear you speaking. I'm saying this is a new policy. Oh, Okay. That's good. <laughs> All right, so this is after the show. This is it's Saturday, January the seventeenth, and after the show is a podcast where we review movies. And this is the three hundred and fifty ninth podcast. So we have reviewed precisely three hundred and fifty nine. Have we reviewed three hundred and fifty nine movies? Or have we done two in a podcast at some point? Or We've done more than that, because I was writing reviews before we ever did the podcast. No, I mean discussed. I don't think so. I'm thinking maybe we discussed two in one of them. No, we would do like series, maybe. Yeah, you know, or like TV we, show. We watched all of this or that, yeah. So, uh, the movie we're looking at this week is uh, The Good Lie. It's a 2014 movie. It's released on Blu-ray from Warner Brothers, and it's available now. It's PG-13. And Sid Talk, give us the synopsis of The Good Lie. This is, let's see, a group, a small group of young refugees from Sudan get sent to America. This was right at 9-11 time. I mean, that's back in 2001. And there's, there's, the story is refugees find a home and then inside of there is... Like, it's based on the truth about the Sudanese civil war and the horrible tragedy of all the refugees and the children that were left. Whatever, you know, that's part of it. And then this is just a a little segment of people who... Yeah. They're fictional. This is not based on real individuals, Mm -hmm. but it's based on a real thing. Right. And... Like the Titanic. Yeah. Now... (laughs) This movie, I had, um, it's interesting because it came out late last year and I have no knowledge of this ever coming out Me or either. anything about it. So the first I heard about it was when Warner Brothers said, do you want to review it? And I was like... And I'm going to put it right out there. I'm judgmental and sometimes I look at the cover and I think, ugh, 
Yeah, and now yeah, it's Reese Witherspoon's face that cover's painted not good. up as if she was like an anime character. It's like really anime. It's like looking. she came from the Lion King. Yes, exactly. All golden and shit, and then that's it. And yeah. it looks like something like Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah, it or looks really. It, it, they try, I think they're trying to sell it to somebody else who's not the. That target. Hollywood system is so corrupt that if you don't put the face of somebody famous and popular and hot, then the story you want to tell is going to get ignored. And so I, I looked at that cover over the weeks or however long you had it, and I just thought, oh great, that's how much I knew about it. Right. And so, I knew I knew nothing about unfairly, it. Unfairly, unfairly. And, and actually, you know, when I first saw it, when it came in the mail, I was like, oh, it's, is this a romantic uh, comedy or exactly. something? Like, I was like, I don't know what that is. I don't know what it is. I didn't know what it was, really, until today when we watched it. Yeah, which is um, good. I do love that. Which is good, yeah. So, And I think it's a little-known movie. I don't think many people know about this one. It came out not much fanfare. I've not heard anybody talk about it or actually seen anything about it. And I actually go to movie sites and read Blu-ray.com. And I've just not seen anything well, we about it. we have two billion listeners, so now everybody's going to know that it exists. So, let me say, um, this movie, um, I think, is like an important kind of movie. Um, some people might say, oh, it's kind of like a lifetime TV movie or whatever, like that kind of sentimental, you know, pulling at people's heartstrings kind of movie. But it focuses on something that I think a lot of people have no idea, and including myself. Until today, I hadn't really thought about refugee camps or Modern the day, Sudanese yeah. Civil War. And then I went and researched it a bit, which I usually always do on a Saturday when we've watched a movie. It always provokes, if it's a true thing or whatever, I always go... I need to know more about that thing. So I went to Wikipedia and read, you know, super superficially what it was about. And stuff still goes on there, like in Sudan. Like ethnic cleansing is a thing. And um, what's the other thing? Slavery. And it touches on slavery a little bit here in this movie. No, only in the deleted scene. They, they don't do. mention it any other time. The marks on his back. I don't think Sudan. that was alluded to slavery, but mm. it was just a horrible thing. But, uh... I like this movie a lot, and I think it people's lots of people should see it. I think um, families should see it. At first, I was thinking it was going to be overly god kind mm-hmm. of. Yep. And you know why I thought that? Uh, you like, didn't burr, see. Burr, burr, you burr, didn't. God saves the. No, day. you didn't see this, but there's trailers at the beginning of the movie, and uh, there's trailers for other movies, and then there's a trailer for a Christian group, like a singing group, and it's like the number one Christian group in the world, and I was like, well. That's kind of an audience who this movie would appeal to. So maybe they were going after that audience. They don't say that on the cover, but there's definitely a trailer. And I was like, oh, this is going to be like a Christian movie or something. It isn't. Even though there are men- there's the Bible is involved in it as a... You know. A tiny bit. I mean, everyone has their way of coping with what's going on in every and the, situation. And it's not a theme in the movie, thankfully. No, but I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Uh, and I was... You know, the church groups helped these Sudanese um, refugees at the time. Faith-based charities is the group, yeah. You know, got to help. Now, what I really enjoyed about it and thought was interesting was, like, the first 40 minutes takes place in Sudan, well, Africa and Ethiopia. And, um... Not Ethiopia, but, yeah. They they walked to Ethiopia. Um, They didn't. No, they didn't, didn't, (laughs) but they were aiming for it. But they didn't go there, remember? No, they didn't. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't want to. Yeah. So, um, 
the first 40 minutes is this really interesting um, subtitled, which I, I thought was a good touch too, instead of having like an mm-hmm. overly American version of a, a Sudanese story. And they're, um, you know, it's like The Long Walk. We watched a movie called The Long Walk, where that was a, what was that? Why were they walking those people? I don't remember. They, don't it was know. a. It was they were escaping from like a country that was like screwed up, and they were they were going to be put in camps or something. I don't remember. A very similar type, and then they walked and got away, right? But this this is like they have to walk t- to find. Well, they don't even know there's going to be a refugee camp, right? They just just walking. They're children. Time. They're yeah. literally children. They you you see like- their parents get murdered. Well, they know that they're murdered. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and the kind of, this movie, it's like a PG-13, it's not super horrific or anything, but it's the beginning scenes where you do see some unrest. It's respectfully done, I thought, mm-hmm. like not too over the top, so if you did sit with a young child and watch this and they wouldn't... You'd have would, to explain. Yeah, which is good, though. Because I mean, what's happening is a civil war, so one faction comes along and mows down all of these like uh, cattle camps where all the men and the boys are. Like, contending the cattle. They're not in their villages, but they, apparently, that's where they go target to kill or take the men and the boys to be soldiers. And just so randomly what, yeah. shoot children. And, and then the other faction goes to the villages and, like, kills everybody else. Yeah. And these children get away. And I th- I thought it was really beautifully shot, this beginning part. And, you know, I saw a complaint on IMDb that Reese Witherspoon doesn't appear in this. Oh, she, she only appears in this for 39 minutes of the running time. I actually think that's a good thing, because their story is what this is about. And you get a good chunk of their story at the beginning of the movie, instead of it being like flashback, flashback. Absolutely, You get yeah. a big chunk of it. And I really enjoyed that part. And I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it as soon as Reese Witherspoon turned up, but when she did turn up, I was like, oh, we're not going to see much of that story anymore. Yeah, I mean, movie. she's actually, as far as being Reese Witherspoon, other than she does a fine job, she's inconsequential other than... The idea that the reality that there are some people in other countries like America, England, Canada, France, other countries that aren't involved who want to help. Mm-hmm. And she is symbolic of those people, her sort of resistant, but then her boss as well. So she is not that pivotal. She's not that important other than she's the link between them obviously knowing nothing about how to get any kind of help and then the whatever is available as far as, like, being able to adjust to living in a whole different culture, a whole different... So she is not that important to me. And it could it could be anybody. It doesn't have to be Reese Witherspoon anyway. So it's not about her. No. That's why I was, But like, they try and fine. sell it that way. Yeah, I was yeah. fine with her not being featured much. And, in fact, their view of her kind of is more important to me than her. I don't care about her character, really. I don't care about her little arc that she might go through or anything. Because I don't feel like she's the main thing. She's like a supporting person. And what's really interesting about the movie, I thought, was it... Like, um, when they come to America, and they're just... It's basically like, here you go, you you can go to America now. And then they're just dropped off at the airport and she comes to pick them up. But, I mean, they're pretty much left to their own devices. Here's your place you live and bye-bye. It then, appears that there's no thought given. No. Like, these are people. They don't, they've never been to this place. Um, how do you expect them to, like, figure it out? Like, it's immediately? like, as you're watching, my mind starts filling with the idea that, you know, 
the rest of the world hears about these terrible things. And then there are interest groups who then try to get to the government and say, look, we have to do something. Or the government says we have to do something symbolic. We have to do something substantial to actually show politically that we're helping this country and not this country, right? So then they put a committee together and they put a group together and then they have subcommittees and they say, make this happen. Well, what do we make happen? Well, get them over here. What are they going to need? A job and a shitty apartment, apparently. Like, that's all they need. And then we'll just get them. That's it. And then what it boils down to is that when you say lost through the cracks, that's exactly what the... And then I started multiplying in my head all the other government programs to help people from other cultures. How how must always be the same? Unless you get really lucky with the person that you do meet at the airport. This one doesn't happen to really care at first. No, but, you she know. doesn't even know what yeah. where they come from, really. She's kind of just like, oh, this is the thing I do, and yeah. whatever. My job is to get you a job, mm-hmm. and that's it. And that's it. That's that. That the agreement is that, and you don't actually deal with me at all anymore. Right. Like, it's, not, it's like her employment agency is under a cron- contract with the government to do it. It's like you have to add all that politics in there to understand why it seems like such a cold, bureaucratic process. It's not like someone greets them at the airport with open arms and a big family and welcomes them in and goes and has a meal and introduces them to their home. And that would be what you and I would think is the way you greet someone who's been through all of this. But a bureaucracy doesn't see it that way. You are now a number in a system that represents our government showing support for your government. End of story. So, and in the beginning of your story, yeah. And you might think it's a depressing sounding thing, and the whole movie's like a depressing thing, but it actually I, isn't. I cried the whole time. Yeah, there are moments of humour in this movie. Uh, it, oh, yeah. You know, obviously with a fish out of water type thing, this they can always, they don't play on it too much, which I thought was good, instead of, you know, you know, like, oh, here's all the situations we could put these people in where they'll be confused. They didn't play on that too no. much. They just did it a little bit. Here's McDonald's, you know, and... It, some of the things they say to her are really funny, like about, you know, like, you, you're a good survival. He says, like, you know, where's your husband? She's, oh, I don't have a husband. I'm self-sufficient. And he says, well, your survival skills are very good. Yeah. Because she can drive and... <laughs> there's things like that. They, oh, where they, they don't understand what a telephone is. Like, like, there is no telephone where they are. You know, they're in Africa. I mean, there are phones in Africa, but there will be no, people in there. No, but they li- they're, they're tribes people. Plus, we have to remember, this was the 80s yeah. when it originally happened. So so there's a lot of those situations, which is similar to another movie we watched recently, Million Dollar Arm, which um, mm-hmm. had similar fish out of water, you know, these kids from a... It amazes me that someone would look at that and go, oh, well, that's ridiculous. Everybody knows what a fucking phone is. Mm, it's like don't. as if you think the whole rest of the globe doesn't exist. Except for where you live and how you live and what you see in movies and read in books. There are people on this planet who don't have cell phones and don't have internet and don't wear shoes every day. Or they don't eat hot dogs and they don't eat McDonald's and they don't watch TV. And they don't give a shit about movies. And there are people everywhere of all kinds. It shows you the bubble that we live in. And it's interesting because it actually even pokes that bubble, which I didn't think it would do. I thought it would play the... Oh, Americans are so great, and we're saving everybody, kind of. But it doesn't do that. In fact, it pokes at it a little bit because there's a scene where one of them gets a job in a supermarket, and then the manager says, "Go and throw all this out of date food in the skip outside." 
and they go out to throw it and they question it like why why are we throwing this away like there's people who don't have food and we didn't have food you know yeah. a while ago um and we actually came across we watched Jamie Oliver yeah. which is a different <laughs> thing uh, Jamie Oliver's show he was doing the same thing yesterday but it pokes at us like why are we do why are we doing this why can't this lady who's who has to go and dump dive in the dumpster have this food why but then this, the manager says it. I'm in business. I'm not yeah. giving it away. But then you're like, there's another system in place that seems fucked up, just like everything else. And it's really after when it's a when it's a dude who came from Sudan and was starving to death, is forced to you know this, yep. this is the job you're going to do now, and your job involves throwing food away, which you wouldn't have done like a year. And not only throwing it away, but locking it up and refusing to, to give, give it, it to people who who do need it. So. So it does have those moments where it actually pokes at American society even, or where you think, where they all get, they point at the McDonald's sign and say, what's that? And she gets them all McDonald's and they're all sat. And it makes you think, like, is that right? Like, is that better? Because it's not really like food to me anymore anyway. (laughs) It is, but it isn't. It's like everything that's missing from that process that we see is everything that matters to you as an actual human being. Yeah, food matters. So if you are starving, McDonald's is you would take it. Anybody what do they would call pizza? It. They have a like miracle food. miracle pizza. <laughs> <laughs> the miracle food pizza. Yeah. I don't disagree with that one. Um, but again, going back to like what? How would you set up this system? You know, when you get a, an exchange student from another country who stays with you for like a semester. Like I've had family who's had a, a young girl from Japan when I was a girl, and. The main thing was to always have her involved with family and going to picnics and going to holiday celebrations and going to the store with you and just being involved in your actual family life. Not just, you came here to study and go to school, so here's your plate of food and do your homework and then you'll go back to Japan in three months. Like, that's what this feels like. Like, you are a burden to us now and these are the fundamentals you need to learn how to just do a job and smile even if you don't want to smile and then pay your bills and then you'll die. I mean that's like the that's the saddest thing. But then it, it shows you here that there are some there are obviously kind people in the world sure. who actually take a interest further than their job. And it takes a little while for Reese Witherspoon to even come around to that. But um I really liked it as a movie. I I, I know, loved it. Yeah, I think it's uh, thought-provoking for sure and i don't know you know like you say it's not 100 percent true but no. it is based on how it works i mean like for all for all none of know. the people are real they're not based on real people she's not a there's no existing person that mm-hmm. he's based these people on at all except that the actors are actual a couple of them are actual refugee kids who were yeah what war, war ch- um soldier soldiers, children children yeah. child soldiers yeah which is which i thought was awesome touch and i didn't actually know until the end i thought they were actors oh i could tell they were i didn't know right oh, yeah, so I they did a really them. awesome job like yeah. because i was like you know this is awesome like and at the end it shows you some when the music's playing at the end and the credits are about to roll it shows you some photographs of the and act- then they talk about them the extras and as well. says who yeah. you know not all of them. But the one, the main guy, the English, is an English dude. Right, but he was born in Ethiopia in a refugee camp because his parents were. But the other three, the other three, had actually experienced refugee camps. So I thought that was a really awesome touch of it, of it the whole thing. And they did a, an amazing job. It was like it was, you know, authentic feeling. I think so. 
Um, so let's move on to the cast. Reese Witherspoon plays Carrie. What did you think? See, I was thinking about The Blind Side, right? Which is a similar type of movie. You know? Mm. I think it, I think The Blind Side, and it won Oscars, is way more... Uh, I think this is a better film than The Blind Side. I agree. Because The Blind Side is really super heavy-handed to me. It's very, you know, playing... Hollywooded up. Playing for the emotion and yeah. all that, you know? Um, and this is more... Feels more real to me than that did. Uh, so I actually enjoyed this more than that one. Um, and it is a similar type of film. You know, not exactly the same, obviously, but it's a similar type of thing. Um, but I think Reese Witherspoon, and I'm not a massive fan of her. And in fact, I couldn't name five movies that she was in because that I've seen. Again, Legally Blonde. That I've seen. You've seen Legally, Legally Blonde. Legally Blonde 1 and 2. Um, no, I've not even seen 2. Um, Sweet Home Alabama. You've seen that one. We saw it together. Right. I can't either. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So she's not like, you know what? She's in Paul Thomas Anderson's new movie, Inherent Vice. She's part of that. So I will see her in another movie soon. Um, yeah, I, you know, she's not super like, oh, I love Reese Witherspoon. Because you don't see her a lot, I don't think. She kind of disappeared a bit. And now she's, I think she said she was in three movies last year. She really picks her movies. She's a, does a lot of charity work and obviously this kind of movie where there's a message. Um, I don't know if she does a lot of that. No, I mean, I think that's Well, I was just reading that she has started to do that kind of thing. Um, But she's really good in this because she's natural. Like, it's not... um, Like like I was just saying, Sandra Bullock in, in The Blind Side, she's a little bit too showy for me. This isn't showy at all. It's kind of on the down low. Right, but the lady she was playing is very showy in real life. We saw her in the extras. As True. Near, yeah, she's very, very loud and very bold and very I guess I, don't, I guess I prefer this kind of person where she... Right, but was. that one was actually based on a real person yeah. who just, was actually like that. I just like didn't that. enjoy that performance as much as this one. I, th- I think th- this was really good. And this will go totally under the radar. Nobody will ever notice it. Well, not necessarily. I've not seen this up for any awards or anything. Like, it's just... It's I don't know if it's award-worthy, but... I don't know. I would... I'm also on the fence of saying The Blind Side is not award-worthy either. Yeah, it was. It was one of those movies at the time where I was like, why is this such a big deal? Like, it's not actually... When After I'd watched it, I was like, that's not actually such a big deal. Like, it's okay. Like, you know? Mm-hmm. Sometimes some movies get into the Oscars or whatever where you're like, ooh, why? Why is this Because George Lucas told you why. Because it's all politics and oh. it's bullshit. <laughs> he didn't say bullshit. Well, in essence, he refuses to be part of the Academy because he thinks it's all politics and bullshit. He does, yeah. That is not because it's not based on quality or artistic creativity. That's based on who gets the most attention and who pays the most to get the most attention, etc. And I don't disagree with that, even though some cream does rise to the top, some of those movies. But then again, for each of the movies that you see that were Oscar-nominated and winners, how many movies like this one... Did you not even hear about because nobody put in the time and the effort to tell you about it? Or that we didn't seek it out? That's what so. it is, I think. A lot yeah. of the time the studios go to a great lens to make sure you know that, um, whatever, uh, American Sniper is this year's <laughs> big movie. You know, like they go to a great lens. Yeah. It, you know? Um, so other cast members here, and like I say, these, uh, like unknown actors because. They're not really actors. Yeah, true. So you've got Arnold. These are hard names to pronounce. Oseng? 
as Mamer Gerduini as Jer- Jeremiah. I think it's Duani. Emmanuel Jal as Paul and Kuath Wheel as Abital. She's the sister. And that's an interesting thing, actually, in the movie, how they just split a family up without any... Yeah, that INS has... Dis- or the INS. The uh, <laughs> um, INS. Yeah, that's it. Immigration Naturali- Naturalization Services. When they... You can see somewhere down the road when they took on this... This task and went, okay, fine, we'll let 3,000 people come in. I mean, that's their job is to keep everybody out. Here are the rules. If you bring women, they have to go to an individual family. If you bring men, they can then stay together in an apartment or work together or whatever. But otherwise, they they cannot stay together. You can't put a woman in with a bunch of men. Even though this was his actual biological sister, they put him across the country. One's in Boston. Uh And so you just think another thing that wasn't thought through very carefully or somebody didn't make the effort or see the paperwork and connect the two dots and go, oh, we have a brother and a sister. The brother's going to Kansas City. Let's find a family in Kansas City. Like, I know the minutiae of things cost a lot of money, and that's what everyone would say. Well, we don't have the funding for that. I just think so. The, so the family got, you know, the brothers and si- the sister went one way, the, f- the brothers went the other, and nobody really cared about it until somebody, until Reese Witherspoon. Well, I mean, he and her are the only biological siblings. Right. The other two are not siblings. Yeah, They're true, just friends. True, but I mean, it's, it's split in a family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they all did a good job. Everybody did a good job. Um, and I had no idea. I just they thought, definitely had their moments of like, whoa, it was really intense. It was emotions. very sad. Yeah. I, there was, de- it definitely makes you feel sad. Like it makes you feel like, I kept thinking all those people in the, other people in the refugee camp, how many did they say there was? There's, there's, hundred, the, over a hundred thousand. It was an insane amount. Yeah. Over a hundred thousand people who had just sat in a refugee camp, maybe for their entire life. Born there, lived there. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, that made me, and, and the very, there's a lot of illness there, and you know, it's. But when you look at, when you zoom way out, like governments do, and they look at 100,000 people sitting on one place, well, we can send them this much food, and this much water, and this many clothes, and all the churches can say, okay, we can send them this many boxes, and blah, blah, blah. Okay, not our problem anymore. We've done our bit. They're all in one place over there. They're fine. <laughs> you know, like, I, when you zoom out and be really cold-hearted about it, statistically, I guess 100,000 people versus 8 billion, it's it's overwhelming to think of all the people that uh, every government that is decent would try to help. So, you know, but when you zoom in close, it's like, wow, 100,000 people in tents and then have fences around them and they barely have doctors. I mean, it's happening other places as well, but... And barely have food. I mean, they're just given, like, rice, and it's just really, it's just shit. No, I think they have food, because, like, well, I don't know which ones, but there are some massive ones that are, there are uh, organizations here in America that that's what they do, is make sure that they give food to, Not I'm not saying that all the people get the food, but. And then finally in this cast, I put down Corey Stoller, I think was amazing in this movie, he plays Jack, and we saw him a couple of weeks ago in, um. This is where I leave you. This is where I leave you. I don't know if he was amazing. He only had. I really enjoyed him in this movie. That, I enjoy him. For the sure. one scene, the the scene where, um, the main. Mamar came came to his house and he was explaining yeah. and he was crying on the sofa. I just really, it just it was a really good scene and it was a lot of it, it was done like to, massively character acting or anything. I just thought he did a really good job as this guy Jack. He was. 
at first he was a bit like, don't oh, get involved. Whatever, this is your job, and they, they don't, don't get, get involved. Don't get involved. We might get sued if we get involved too much. But then he couldn't help but see these are just like really polite young men, and they're people. Like it's not. That's all there is to it. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing else except that it's people. So I really enjoyed him. He's becoming. I've only seen him like twice now, but I would like to really see more of him. He's good. He's really good. Um, so this is directed by Philippe Fallado, and he's done a lot of movies. He's a Canadian, French Canadian. He's done a lot of French mo- French language movies, but this is his first English movie. But half of this movie's um, Sudanese language, right? I don't know what the language is, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah, subtitled at the beginning. I mean, the forty minutes of it is, um, but I think he did a really good job. It was well filmed. It was Very not good. gimmicky or anything. It was just when they said, "Often feels like a documentary." I think the beginning parts kind of did, mm. and some of the parts where it was just kind of handheld camera, even where it, where they were just in normal everyday life, it was a little bit handheld. It wasn't very steady. It wasn't over the top though. There was it. It was quite nice looking film, you know. It, interesting because you don't want to go with a, with a movie like this where the message is its main thing. You don't really want to go exactly. gimmicky or over the top, playing sentimental music all the time. It doesn't do that a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was well done. Extras on the Blu-ray. There are two. One is a bunch of deleted scenes, and there are quite a few actually. There's some subplots being took out of this. But rarely. Do you feel like if those were in there, it would be a way different movie? Right. And this time, I felt like, woo, I'm glad they this got time it all I was out. like, yeah, I was yeah. like, yeah, all of those should have been took out. It was fine as it is. Those would have just yeah, definitely weighed it down with extra stuff that wasn't needed. Uh, and then there's an actual um, featurette, uh, which lasts about ten minutes, and it was okay. But I really wanted some more information on the actual refugee camps. To be honest, yeah. I would have liked a documentary about Sudanese. Refugee camps. You can find his. He made one in he the eighties. Yeah, nineties. Yeah. I mean, um, that would have been very interesting thing to put on there. I mean, you could have put his documentary on there as an extra, but uh, that is it. Just those two extras. And if you want more information, it's best there's an actual website where you can go and donate to this cause. And there's an actual. I just went to Wikipedia, and you can find out a lot of stuff. Obviously, as with any subject. Um, <laughs> Good old Wikipedia. So in conclusion, it was a really pleasant surprise. Not really heard anything about this movie. I think people should see it. It will make you think. Definitely sit down with your kids and watch it and, you know, let them ask you questions because those are the kind of questions that are, you know, you're going to get interesting questions from your kids that they probably don't know about. I, bet I mean, as long as you're not an it. asshole and you don't explain it in the wrong, completely really wrong way. No, just <laughs> caring parents who... Or, uh, you know, humanistic parents. Yeah. Sit down with your kids, watch it. It's not violent or anything like that. Aside, it is a little bit at the beginning, but I mean, it's not gratuitous. It's not like blood and guts. Just sit down and watch it. No, but if you think hard enough, it's really horrible. It is really horrible, and questions will be answered. Though I think it is a good movie to sit down with kids and watch because that there is shit going on in the world that people are blanketed from completely, and. This sheds a light on some of it. It's just important in that way to see this kind of movie. So I recommend it. The Good Lie. And it also reminds you that just because you think and you've been told and you've lived your life, that your lifestyle, meaning us in the Western world or British, any, you know what I'm seeing. You can envision the life I'm talking about. We're sitting in a comfortable home. 
middle class with her desk and multiple computers and shoes on her feet and da 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 and we get stupid little shit like your little dancing groat and all that kind of stuff. We have trinkets and excess and we waste a lot of stuff and that this is the way you're supposed to live. This is a comfortable, safe life and that's how everyone should live. Safe, yes. Everyone should be allowed and be has the right to a safe existence. True. A productive, safe existence. But not everyone needs to be in a house with shoes on their feet. Not everybody does. So it also reminds me of that. That because his choice is that you know what you you find your life where you want it. Not it's not always like over there that life. Oh, that's always better. It's just not always the truth. So I really um, really liked it. Yeah, it was a pleasant surprise for me because I expected nothing based on that cover. I expected, oh my god, I'm gonna probably not. Yeah, just- like Ugh, where's Reese with a spoon? And because she was so small and she did a good job, I was like, ooh, awesome. So yeah, don't judge the Blu-ray <laughs> by the cover because that that I could have made an amazing cover for that that would sum this movie up perfectly. Like the bottom half of the actual cover is more like it. But how about this? Just that broken piece of bottle. Yeah. As the middle of the front of the cover. I was thinking about that. That, bro- that broken piece of bottle. Nowadays, you would have never got that on an aeroplane. You would have never brought that with you. Nope, not not as you checked it. Yeah, you would have never it would have never come, would it? It was it would be Because that was right when it yeah, 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 you're right. You are right. That was one of the things I was thinking, well, there's no way you would take a Because that's another element of it, that that's a real thing that got put in place in the late nineties and as soon as nine eleven happened it all they got stopped on hold, it off. Put it yeah. on hold, yeah. So if if you were here and your brother was still there and he was due to come, he wouldn't be coming anymore. So right. that was it. You might never see him again. Which is like, oh, that is where it fucks things up. So, <laughs> uh, thanks to Warner Brothers for the Blu-ray. If you want to enter a contest, you can win a copy of Nicolas Cage and Left Behind on Blu-ray. Just go to aschoolie.com. You can enter there. Next week's movie review will be Annabelle, which is the sequel to The Conjuring, which I actually really enjoyed The Conjuring. I don't know about you. I thought the it was Conjuring? really effective. The Conjuring. I thought it was a really effective, um, kind of an old school horror. Old movie. school, yeah, yeah, and it and it really has some freaky shit in it that like put me on edge. A lot of it was the sound. It just is horrible. Like it's weird. So we're going to look at Annabelle, which is the sequel. Um, movie recommendation. I am not looking forward to Annabelle because I think it looks lame. But that is me saying that now. What? Did you I'm enjoy gonna... The Conjuring? Only. I did. I thought it was super well made. It was like an old... It was old well made. 70s it was what it was. But the story of Annabelle interests me zero. So, I put that out there now. So then next week, whatever happens, we'll see how it works out. I could be like, oh, I was so wrong. Annabelle is genius. But, okay. I don't know. I'm, right. hard, I'm hard to over... I don't know. This today, it did it. All right. So... Movie, movie recommendations. I am going with two based on this movie, and one of them is quite far away from this movie, but also right in the Yours same wheelhouse. Yours is. Look at mine. Right in the same wheelhouse also, and it's District 9. And now you'll say, oh, District 9, that's a sci-fi movie. It is a sci-fi movie, but it also deals with refugees from another planet. And they put them all in a big refugee camp. It doesn't camp. also... What you mean it deals with refugees <laughs> from somewhere else? Yeah, it's a refugee camp with... Aliens from another planet in it because we think, oh well, they're here and they're 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 um friendly, and they need somewhere to be, so we put them all in this big, you know. That's true. I forgot about that. Yeah. So it, that's District Nine. Yeah, District <laughs> Nine, and and it's an awesome movie. Um, Oscar nominated. 
Million Dollar Arm is the other one, which we watched just recently, which I really enjoyed. Another movie where I was like, I don't really know about this, but in the, at the end of the thing, I enjoyed it. And that was based on a true story. Fish out of water. These kids come from India to play baseball in America. And the... They don't come. They get recruited. Yeah. yeah. But the, the fish out of water thing is they lived in a in po- a poverty-stricken part of India, and then they come to America and... I don't know about that. They live with this asshole, Don Draper. I think their lives were all right, from what we could see. They it, just lived a different life. I don't think... It wasn't like that, plucking poor little children out of their homes. It was like, they were fine, but then they get a chance it's to a do different something different. It's a different place, yeah. yeah. So, and, but then they have to live with this guy who does... Uh, similar, similar to Reese Witherspoon, this guy who... Oh, this is a pain in my ass. But then he realizes these are just people and they're really nice and, you know, it's like a family. It's the same story. Yeah, what do you, but ultimately, each of these stories leads you to the fact that if you bring a stranger into your world, what you need to do is start with not necessarily family, like here's my mother, my father, my brother, my sister, but family and community, as in here are the other people who can surround you with support and fun and education and time to hang out with each other. That's what's important. And then you do a career or a job and an educate, you know, do all that stuff outside of that little circle. But when you don't focus on that first, it seems really cold and horrible. True. Like, so yours are. Well, one of them's really far from this, except for one concept. Someone, ultimately, and it happens in lots of movies, but it's one of your favorites. Someone sacrificing themselves, which is a theme in the movie of why would someone make, you know, tell a lie or do a thing to protect me when they should protect themselves, and it's Armageddon. You know, Bruce gives himself up. Oh, sorry. Oh, I spoiled that. Spoil Armageddon. No. <laughs> it's don't. 20 years old. <laughs> but, um... That's why. Not for any other reason whatsoever. Except that the idea of humanity being destroyed, or the Earth being destroyed, da-da-da, someone has to lay down their own life. Right? And it's actually about family. It's hard. It is, actually. You are right. And then my other one is Whistleblower, which we did just watch, like, last year. And that is a more depressing version that's the of That's a really hardcore, horrible version of... Looking at a situation where humans have commandeered other humans for their own horrible purposes, and someone looking at it going, "No, we can't." It was um, what was her name? I can see her. Constant Gardener woman. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's really good. It's really horrible. It's not this. If you watch this with your kids, then yeah, send them to bed, kids, yeah. and then watch the whistleblower because it is horrible. True. So games- I mean, it's a good movie. It is. Games and A. Scully stuff. Uh, the Oscar nominations happened this week. Uh, there's a lot of Oscar nominations. I just wanted to go just say the best pictures. Uh, the best picture nominations. Paul Thomas Anderson, my favorite director, got two. Well, he didn't get two, but his movie did. Uh, Inherent Vice got two. Costume and music, I believe. So that's not for best picture. No, didn't get in there. But for best picture this year is going to... And we're going to be looking at these movies over the next coming months. Um, American Sniper. Birdman. Boyhood, which we actually saw last week, The Imitation Game, The Grand Budapest Hotel, which we've got coming up, Selma, The Theory of Everything, and Whiplash. Those are the movies up for Best Picture this year. Um, and we'll we'll cover most of them on here because we'll see them uh, as they come in around. And they all tend to come around just as the Oscars it comes around. And the Oscars this year is February the 22nd. So we'll have to... Um, 
do our predictions when yeah. we've seen some of them. Uh, I, my my prediction, without having seen any of them hardly yet, is Boyhood is probably going to do really well. I feel uh, I like it's the type of movie that would do really well. In I disagree. Against but there again, Selma is in there, which is about Martin Luther King Jr. Luther King Jr. Um, which that is prime Oscar kind of movie to me. Not necessarily, but I get what you're saying. I could see it doing really well. Um, so the other thing I wanted to mention about games and school stuff is we're watching The Fall on Netflix. Um, I've seen The Fall before, season one. It's Gillian Anderson. Uh, it's a British TV show uh, about a serial killer. And season two's just come on Netflix. You can see it now. It came up, came out yesterday. And I want to see season two, but I said to you, I need to see season one again. So I'm, and I'm glad I did. We watched season one. You watched it as well. What do you think of the fall? Did you like it? We're not done with it. Season one. Then let's. Uh... I see it all as one thing. So I do like it. I think it's a good intense quality television show. It has a few hooks in there that are like super, super obvious. And then occasionally it's like, oh, but you were doing so well with the sort of like making me think and now you're just falling back to the same old like thing. But that's about 2%. Everything else is... It's on Netflix. You can see... Don't want to say anything about it because you just need to see it. You can see all of it on Netflix, season one and two. I will tell you this. She is not Scully. No. Really good acting from Gillian Anderson. It's not what you are... It's not... She's not... She's playing this character. Gillian Anderson, I forget about her. And if anyone listening to this doesn't know, ascully.com is Agent Scully. If, if I, anyone, unless they I, think When it's I made Ascoli. my website, I was, it was, <laughs> it was when the long. X-Files was out. Yeah. And I was a huge fan of the X-Files, still am. And, so you uh, bought ascully, and com. that is what it is. So a lot of people don't know that. They just look at it like Ascully. As cool. Everybody I play, uh, if I play random people on um, PlayStation, uh, you know, getting playing Destiny in a raid or whatever, they they always go a cully, yeah, a cully, yeah. A, they, every every pronunciation aside from a cully, they say, which is it makes sense because you don't look at a word and go a and then you you would tr- a. I know it still sounds like a cully. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they never say it right. They say every other thing. Exactly. Um, cully seems to make sense to yeah. people, and then a yeah. cully they say, <laughs> or a cully. As cully. Yeah. So um, the other thing was uh, no, there isn't another thing aside from the expansion pack for Saints Row Four comes out on Tuesday, and if you hurry, uh, it's available for five dollars on GameStop.com, and it's I checked this morning and it still is, and I checked this afternoon and it still is. It's wrong that price. It's supposed to be twenty dollars. So if you want, I don't know if that is actually. They're not going to be listening to it right now. They're going to be listening to it tomorrow. Right, but it, it's, it comes out on Tuesday, and you know what? Last today, when I said to you, I think that's a price error because it's a twenty dollars game, and they're selling it for five dollars. I'm leading to believe it's not a price error. They're just pricing it lower than everybody else, since it, you know, just to get a lot of sales on it. Maybe I don't know. Because it hasn't changed, and it would have changed by now. When they get, like, 10,000 orders overnight and go, holy crap, this is popular, they would notice, but nobody's not. But here's the thing. If you're a smart business person, you go, holy shit, we wouldn't have sold 10,000 at and 20. That's, I agree with that. We would have sold a way yeah. lower percentage. Are we adding up faster with the $5 than we would have with 20? I agree with that. It's a digital download. Screw it. Just sell it to them for $5. Yeah, because it's an expansion pack. It's a 20-hour game, they're saying. But if you like Saints Row, it's more Saints Row. So um, that's called Gat Out of Hell. 
and the lead character is Johnny Gatz, so it's about him getting out of hell. It's crazy. Um, so what's for dinner, Sid Talk? Tonight is leftover. Leftover tofu, which is fantastic, I must say. Oh, yeah. I didn't even dip into it once. I thought I really remembered it was in there, and I was like, oh, I could eat a handful of it. It's like cubed up, and then I cook it with like... Um, and it usually my... tastes way better the day after. Oh, yeah. My little marinade, which... What annoys me about people talking about tofu is they're like, oh, even somebody at work the other day said, oh, I hear it's really flavorless and you have to make it have flavor. And then I tricked him and I said, oh, right, right, blah, blah, blah. We got to talk, got to talk. And I said, what do you put on your hamburgers? Because he was talking about hamburgers earlier. Oh, I loaded up. I put ketchup and mustard and bacon. I got to have bacon and I love my cheddar cheese. And I said, why don't you just eat the hamburger? Wouldn't taste like anything. And I said, oh, really? No, same thing. You mean like what you think tofu is? And he looked at me like, no, you're completely off your head. And I'm like, why not eat a plain hamburger? Because it doesn't taste as good without the stuff. So I happen to like tofu now, unabridged or unadorned. However, my trick, quick trick for marinating it is ketchup, a little bit of tamari or soy sauce, like about two tablespoons. And a bunch of curry powder. Mix it all up with water after I've let the tofu sit out all day and just get the... I was going to say to you, get the water you, you should it. try a, just a little squirt of HP sauce in your marinade too when you make it when you, with your ketchup and stuff. Because it would add a little, just a little tang. Not too much, so it ta- doesn't taste... I get what you're saying. Just a bit of it. Yeah, Because yeah. it does add a tang like a... True. That mm. would be... I haven't done that yet. And then I just let that sit in there all day, covered up. And that's it. And I just cook it in a skillet for, I mean, I put on really low. I think I had it on there for an hour yesterday, just tossing it and turning it. I don't get it all hard and crunchy anymore because I'm fine with the texture. I re- Did you like the texture of it yesterday? Yeah, I like it either way. You don't like it gelatinous don't in like the middle. Don't like See, that's where stuff people like. get the weirdness from tofu. I happen to like that. But that's it. And then it tastes like tofu because you get that soybean milk flavor in the middle. And then all that nice crunchiness it's not really crunchy but it's like sticky on the outside so that and then some couscous which i'm really into lately because it's so easy you boil up a little cup of water you dump it in you put the lid on and leave it for five minutes oh my god it's amazing i can eat the thing is though i can eat a whole pan full of it just myself it's that it's that kind of a thing it's high calorie but it's not as high calorie as potato and it's not as it's not high calorie it's pretty high calorie um couscous right it's like 500 mm-hmm. calories a whole box right for a whole box but that's like four that's servings lot, I guess, yeah. <laughs> like so if it's 500 you'd be really calories. full if you had a whole box wouldn't you no i would yeah whatever you're one of those people i could probably eat the whole box of it and then think you know what i can make another box of that it'd be really good so we're having that and then whatever vegetables i can find i was going to mention that we ate some of those steamed grilled vegetable i mean they're in a bag it's mm. gr- green giant and they were just grilled but vegetables, the they're called. It? No, this is what we had. No, last night I had the potato. Oh, the pepper. other ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were good. It was really the good. Potato. It was as if I had sliced up some potato and I some thought pepper. you did. I didn't no, even know. No, it was right out of a bag. Yeah. I was totally... I was like, With the yes. potatoes and the... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought you'd slice them up. Exactly. I didn't. It, oh. They came... And I was totally impressed. Yeah, because we've eaten a lot of frozen vegetables over the last some six machete. years. Sometimes you eat it and you're like, A, it has no flavor, and B, it's too salty or at the same time. Or it's smothered in butter. Yeah, try to avoid those. This one had no sauce or anything. You just dump it in the pan. You're supposed to steam it, but... Tasted good to me. I liked it. And the I don't potato put oil was the best anything. bit, and the only problem, the only complaint I had was there wasn't enough of the potato. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, is there more of this potato? And I looked, and there was nothing. No, because, yeah, I just did the one bag, and it is... 
You could have that bag of vegetable though for your whole lunch. Yeah, you could totally. I'm. They were on sale. That's why I decided to try them. And so, I don't have any of those for tonight, unfortunately. Now that I've done the big sale, but uh, sell on them, <laughs> whatever I can find. Probably some canned something. But all right. So your advice is. Oh, I also I made homemade bread. Yeah, she and did homemade make cookies. homemade cookies. I called you yesterday from the store and said, because I don't have a fancy phone. I have my old flip phone, in case anybody's interested in my technology. I don't have a phone where I can look up shit in the store by myself. I need my assistance of my home <laughs> IT support. And I said, can you please look up the difference between white wheat flour, and we're talking about whole wheat flour that is just white, but it's unbleached, so I don't know how it works, versus just getting the hardcore wheat flour, because I was going to make some more bread. You looked it up, same nutritional value, but it's a little, it's got a different texture, blah, blah, blah. So I got it. I made the bread. What do you think? It was really delicious. It's amazing. And I've always had a thing about homemade wheat bread that it's just too hard and dry and it tastes like, like if you cough, dust would come out of your mouth. Is it like the mixer that does something different? (laughs) You would like to think so. My KitchenAid mixer. Do you think it is though? Do you think it gets more kneading, the kneading's no, because, I mean, if I needed it by hand... Do you think... That- I think I, I mix it, I still put one cup of regular white unbleached with three cups of the white wheat. So next time, I will try it 100% with the white wheat. Well, I didn't even know it existed. No, me neither. But I've been seeing white wheat bread at the store and thinking, what? Does make sense, does it really? No. Unless wheat is white to begin with. I don't know. I don't know. So what's your advice before we leave? My advice is... In line with this movie, because you might see this movie and think like, oh, I've got to do something about something, because I feel like such a slug. I'm, like, I'm not saving anyone or helping anyone. But I think that you don't have to, like, take a refugee into your home or go to another country and volunteer to be someone who digs a well. Those are wonderful things. And if you can and you want to do it, do it, because that is also contributing to better human whatever existence. But also ideas... That if you're talking to someone and they are being hateful about, let's say, the ref- a refugee camp they've heard of on the news and talk say something negative and horrible about it, like, and I will tell you I've heard people say it, well, then why don't we just get rid of them all? What What's the point? Why keep them around? As in, if all these people are driven from their home because of war, then why can't we just get rid of them and then it'll be fine? There's nothing to worry about. As if they can completely distance themselves yep. from the fact that that's a 100,000 people or a half a million people. It's like that's Nazi Germany thinking to me. I know that's I know that's not right, but I mean, that's my mind. If in that conversation you say, that's bullshit, these are human beings. What if this happened right now, right here in our country... Or let's say you went on vacation somewhere. You just happened to go on vacation to France and some crazy shit went down and you got cordoned off. No more flights. No more nothing. Your family's here. You're there and you get shoved into camp. Well, that never happened. You know, you could have this back and forth. But plant a seed in the mind of the person that we're not talking about, like, um, abstract idea here. We're talking about other human beings who want to raise their children, eat food, enjoy life and feel safe and get on with whatever they want to get on with. If they want to be a farmer or a doctor or a writer or a musician or take care of their home or whatever it is, they're exactly the same as you. And by you promoting the idea that they have no value, you're a prick. Like, put that out there. 
or be nice about it if you want. <laughs> I, I have a tendency not to be so nice about it, but that also helps in the world. You might not change that person's mind, but if a peripheral person is listening and realizes, oh, there are other ways of looking at the situation, maybe that person then carries that with them in a tiny way, and then it's a ripple in a pond that you can defeat the negative you know, even if you just start trying to neutralize it with a little more, like mine would be kind of bitchy probably back at them, but for a good cause, of course, um, that can make the world better because you're, I mean, just ideas and teaching young people that everybody has value. You know, there's a line when someone has made enough horrible choices in the world and done horrible, terrible things. I am not opposed to that person being eliminated. I'll just put that out there. I don't, I'm not against the death penalty, not against taking out horrible, horrible human beings. It's a hard, hard sell, I know, but if you teach kids and young people around you that everybody has value, everybody was loved at some point, everybody has a childhood, everybody likes to sit at a table and have some good food and be a person then that can that can go a long way in the world to make it better. You don't have to go give all your money and all your time. Do it if you want to do it. That's great. You know, don't pick one or the other. But um, don't think that you're useless because you're not going to dig a well for a, for a desert, you know, in the desert for somebody. You don't have to be a missionary. You don't have to believe in God. I don't believe in any gods of any kind. And I still want humans to not treat each other like shit. You know, you put that out there, you're making the world better. Nice advice, said Tuck. <laughs> so let me remind Thank you yeah. about our website, sayschoolie.com, sayschoolie.com. You can catch us on social networks, Twitter, Facebook. Are you on any other social networks? I have my own private one, but it doesn't really work you're very well. You're on Pinterest. I'm on Pinterest. You're the only person on Pinterest. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, did you get my joke? What? I have my own social network, but I'm the only one on there, so yeah. it doesn't work very well. I get that joke. I just didn't laugh because <laughs> It wasn't very good. I also have SidTalk.com where I'm trying to post more articles, but it's tough. Well, there you go. I'm lazy. I'm a lazy fucker. You can uh, catch this podcast on Stitcher.com. Just search for After the Show. You can go to iTunes Music Store, the uh, Xbox, Microsoft Marketplace Hold thing. Hold on. What other social networks are there? Um, Vine. <laughs> Vine. Instagram. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't do Instagram. All and I'm not, I don't have a account with that Snapchat because I don't have that kind of phone. None of that stuff. I don't know if that's a social network, but yeah, I think it is. I think you post photographs on it. Mm-hmm. Right. I know what Snapchat is. It's like I Instagram. Just, I'm not it. And it Vine. You post videos. Seconds. Yeah. Whatever. It's too old. YouTube. New, we have YouTube channels. Newfangled things for. Don't have much on mine though. I post some stuff on my. I, since I got a PS4 and it allows you to save all your best gaming moments and oh, yeah. upload them to YouTube, I do. So any really cool things that I do in games, I just capture it. And I like it. a lot of videos, so if you want to see what I like on YouTube, there's a lot of there's a weird variety of things, and there's also me eating something. Forget what it was, pickles. I don't remember pickled okra, something like that. You can also go to uh, aschoolie.com, click on the word podcast, subscribe. You can email feedback to me at aschoolie.com. Don't email Sid Talk. She doesn't care. Yes, I do care. I just don't want any bullshit. Finally, I want to say stay classy. The Sudanese um, actors in this movie, because they are actually the heart of the movie, and they're not even mentioned on the front cover. I know. That's good. (laughs) 
<laughs> Ooh, that's very passionate of you Just all of a sudden. Re- in, fact, ah! in fact, the quote says, Reese Witherspoon is funny and touching. That's the whole quote on the box. Academy Award winner, Reese Witherspoon. That's all it says. What you win the Academy Award for? See? That's the movie that we're not thinking Legally of. Legally Blonde. I don't think so. No. Maybe. Maybe. No. <laughs> I don't know. And I'm going to say... Did you finish what you're saying? Yes. Yes. I'm going to say... I was listening. Uh, think for yourselves. Because if you don't do it, someone else will do it for you. 